Hi, this is Kathy Pease, your host for Indian Prairie Podcast. In today's episode, we'll have a conversation about digital citizenship. A great deal of work has been done in our district to address the needs of our students in the area of safety in the digital world. This summer, we gathered a great group of educators together with the goal of pulling it all together to create a K-12 systemic approach to helping our students to be safe, savvy, and social in this digital world. excited today to have two educators who are part of this great team join us. Welcome Molly and Kristen. Will you please take a moment and introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Molly Larson and I'm an instructional technology specialist for the district. And my name is Kristen Matson. I am the library media specialist at Wabansi Valley High School. So this is a big topic. So can you start by just telling us a little bit about what we mean when we say digital citizenship? Um, digital citizenship means being safe and smart as you're interacting online, not sharing personal information, um, and being mindful of what one puts out there online or say or do, um, thinking critically about the communities in which we join or the information that we're consuming, um, making sure it's different perspectives and also, um, engaging in communities, uh, positively and using the platform for good. Yeah, I really think digital citizenship is about that human side of technology. We spend a lot of time teaching students how to actually utilize the tools that we provide. Um, But digital citizenship allows us to talk about how all of those tools influence us and um, our friendships and our relationships. Can you talk a little bit um, about safe, savvy, and social, what those mean? I think I said those about three times in my introduction, just to get it out there. But can you talk a little bit about what those mean? Yeah, I think um, because digital citizenship is such a broad topic, we wanted to choose um, a couple of key terms that would help people really understand uh, the different aspects of digital citizenship. So safety is a lot of those things that Molly mentioned at first, which is, um, you know, protecting our private information, making sure that we understand where we are when we're online, that we're not Um, talking to strangers or consuming inappropriate information. Um, But that's really just the foundation. And so we felt that savvy and social were also important pieces too. Yeah, and with um, savvy, thinking critically, um, in this section we thought a lot about that media literacy component that a lot of our LMC directors, such as Kristen, um, cover. Um, But just also thinking critically as students are engaging in the communities, who they're interacting with, Um, you know, the phishing campaign that the teachers have been a part of and really seeing the impact that that's had. I think the same thing goes for students because we're both, all of us, parents, teachers, and students are trying to continuously learn how to be better digital citizens. Um, And then uh, social is just those interactions. There's a positive way to join different communities, networks, whether it's for future jobs, whether it's with your friends online, Um, And there's ways to use that platform for good and um, getting involved in your community or in social justice. And when we first started talking about this, we wanted to talk about why this is good for students. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about that, but we were very purposeful in our vision to talk about the community of District 204. So can you share a little bit about why that was important to the group as well? Yeah, we are, um, we know that 
students aren't the only ones who need good digital citizenship skills as they navigate all of these different places online. Um, a recent study actually showed that people ages 65 and older were seven times more likely to share false information on social media than people under the age of 20. And so we recognize that this is a new space for all of us and that we can learn and grow together as we um, help our students learn and grow too. Yeah, and I think along with that, you know, technology um, is always evolving, changing. Our digital world is expanding. There's more opportunities out there. And so I think, like Kristen said, just being able to open up that audience to everybody and letting everybody kind of learn together and share their experiences and learn and grow. Um, if we can just do it together, it makes all the difference. And I think it's important for students because they're seeing it, they're experiencing it and engaging with it every day. And so are we in our world. So, And this isn't just about how to navigate Snapchat. This isn't just about uh, what to do on Facebook or what do you think about things that are on Twitter? Because uh, those things are going to change. So talk a little bit about what are the skills that we're trying to help them see and how that's global. Yeah, I was actually just at a really great news literacy boot camp on Friday, and we talked about wait um, a, a what a, a news literacy boot camp. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, and we talked a lot about digital forensics and how we can equip kids with the skills to sort of backtrack and understand where the information that they're reading has originated from. Um, that if I take a picture that then becomes a meme that is then shared multiple times over, there are tools that I can use to actually backtrack and figure out where that picture originated from. Um, and if that picture is still being used in the context that it was initially intended to be used from. Um, and having just those few small skills to be able to really uncover the source of information um, can make me a much more critical consumer, which is important as I go out and navigate digital spaces, share information with other people, or get into debates or dialogue online. Um, so just having those few skills, I think, is really cool. I'm excited to bring them back to my school and share with some teachers. So Yeah, and I would just reiterate that, you know, um, commonly online is how a lot of people are getting their news and just being able to understand the algorithms that go behind what you're seeing online and what you're reading about, being able to think about the source of it, whose perspective, is there any bias in this article? Do I need to further investigate to make sure I'm um, being mindful of all perspectives and all um, viewpoints, um, just to become more well-rounded with what we're learning and engaging with so that when we then go to not just consume, but then when we go to share and create, that we're incorporating all of those um, perspectives and all of those angles. Yeah, our speaker actually said that um, information is the currency of democracy and that we owe it to our students to um, have these really good information literacy skills so that they can actively participate in a democracy with all of the power that they could possibly have and all of the knowledge that they could possibly have. So I thought that was cool. That is cool. And it seems like, you know, as you talk about it, there are a ton of curricular connections here. Is this going to really be a separate course like um, Digital Citizenship 101? Or do you think this is going to be more embedded in how we work through uh, a lot of our courses? I just look looking at, you know, how social studies has evolved and those things. But I also can see it in English language arts and some of those other topics. So what do you think is going to be the best way for us to bring this about to our community? 
I think we're already seeing some teachers who are doing amazing things to naturally integrate these conversations where they make the most sense. Um, we did some work two years ago to equip all of our elementary schools with picture books on these topics. And so we see teachers using these picture books just in their literacy blocks and modeling not only the reading skills that kids need, but also using them to start conversations about what it means to be a digital citizen. Um, at the high school level, a lot of work has been done in the social studies classes to get kids debating and dialoguing around um, topics of censorship and, um, you know, freedom of information and things that they used to talk about in a um, very, like, physical space mm -hmm. sort of a way. Mm -hmm. And now those topics are much larger. They're global topics that the kids have to think about in a, in a bigger way. It's not a, about um, whether or not your principal should be able to search your locker anymore. Right. It's about whether or not an employer should be able to dig through, you know, your digital footprint. And mm -hmm. so the kids really engage with those topics and we're not doing anything above and beyond what we've done. We're just going a little bit deeper and expanding the way that we talk about these things. And I think for them, those experiences are authentic. They're they're what they're facing currently or they will be facing when they enter those job world world, right? When they're going to an interview and they have to think about, you know, oh, the person that I'm sitting across from may have already um, a little bit of information about me from what I've put online or created right. or shared. I Googled um, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Google, right? Um, and I think that's the beauty that a lot of teachers are incorporating is just those more authentic examples. Small scale, a lot of teachable moments. You know, with the Chromebooks, you're seeing a lot of teachers who, when something happens, um, rather than kind of pointing the finger, they're using it as a teachable moment to kind of share like, okay, here's here's what happened. Here's how you know, what do you think about this and kind of turning it into that open discussion or even sharing their own experiences. You know, here's something that I encountered when I was online and what do you think about this? How would you have reacted? And kind of opening up some of those questions, engaging in critical thinking and collaboration. Um, those are some of those skills that we want our students to develop all the way to similar. Those teachers are implementing um, common sense media, um, they're doing Google's Be Internet Awesome program, which has some great lessons. And like Kristen said, those picture picture books have been a good way for English teachers to seemingly bring it into their curriculum. Yeah, and I think it is important that we're using these opportunities as teachable moments because schools are a safe place where students can try things out in a low-stakes, safe environment. And when they mess up, we're going to be able to extend that grace right. um, and teach them the right way versus when they are – you know, out in the workforce and their employer may not have as much grace and as much patience. And so um, I actually like the opportunity to have those conversations when a kid makes a mistake because, um, because it is that low stakes environment. And I think it brings an opportunity for them to hear how others may have approached that situation or even as the teacher sharing maybe a mistake or a situation you encountered and just being able to have that chance to talk about it and seeing like, oh, I never would have thought to address the situation or had interacted that way. And um, again, just kind of bringing that, that culture and that community together. And when we met and started looking at this, we wanted to create something that is just a little more systemic because we know we have a lot of good things going on and just uh, be purposeful about how we help develop those conversations across that K-12 uh, space. 
Um, so in the process of doing that, where are we now? We've developed the vision. We've uh, talked a lot about safe, savvy, and social. We're super excited about the S's. Um, but let's talk about what's happening with that group now. Yeah. Um, so I think our next steps are really to look at safe, savvy, and social under a magnifying glass mm -hmm. and to say, okay, when we mean safe, what does it look like for a kindergartner in our district to be safe? What does it look like for a sixth grader or for a senior in high school? Um, what are the specific skills that they need to be safe and do the same with savvy and with social? Um, and our small group that's been meeting is, is going to expand a little bit and we're going to bring some more voices to the table and make sure that we are really identifying all of those skills in a really explicit way for teachers, students, and parents. Yeah, and I think um, some of our previous visions, like with Portrait of a Graduate, we've seen the success that that's had in being um, kind of transparent in the communication and the skills. And so I think we kind of brought the same approach to our digital citizen work. Um, so unpacking those words a little bit more, as Kristen mentioned, what are those skills that we're trying to get? And how is that going to look like from preschool all the way till they graduate and making sure that um, we're building on and learning kind of together, but also knowing that that does look a little different from each grade level and each age, as well as um, getting parent feedback in the mix. Right. And what does that look like? When the student leaves the classroom, how are we still supporting them at home? How can the parents support them? Um, and also themselves too, because again, we're all kind of those digital learners. So I think that's another piece we're looking at is not just from the student perspective, but what do some of these resources um, or the curriculum, if we build that, what does that look like also for parents and teachers? Well, we've talked a lot about how this is not something separate. It truly connects to what we want for our kids as they graduate. So those portrait of graduate competencies as well as the castle competencies directly align. Uh, we're kind of working on how to make that look like they directly align and uh, working through a visual for that. But I think it's also important, Molly, that you mentioned that uh, we want our community, our parents to be partners in this because not everything happens in a school day um, and we can't address all things. So we want uh, them to walk alongside. So as we play this out, so what can teachers expect to start to see from this group um, as we unpack the safe, savvy and social pieces? Um, maybe some awareness kinds of activities. Are you thinking about um, looking at some resources or um, maybe just sharing some of that information with uh, families and getting their feedback? Would you see uh, teachers being able to do the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of good resources already that are floating around our school buildings that have mainly been spearheaded, I would say, by LMC directors and tech liaisons. But of course, that isn't information that we just want to hold dear to ourselves. Right. We want to make sure that um, within our buildings, we're showing teachers things that are already working well um, and resources that we already have access to as a district. We will want to make sure that we are um, supporting our teachers through some professional development, like this podcast, maybe some IPSD academies, um, in-house trainings that are led by people on this team or LMC directors, tech liaisons, um, the more people that we can empower with, with skills and mindsets of good digital citizens, the, the bigger um, force we can have for good for our kids and families. Mm -hmm. I agree. And also with the, the students, I mean, we already have um, schools who are doing their student tech teams or getting students involved and kind of taking a leadership role. And I think that's important, making sure that their voice is heard in this experience as well. And again, trying to make it just more authentic for them because the more authentic it is for everybody and more 
um, you know, the more buy-in and the more um, empowering, the more leadership that we'll have moving forward. Um, I know that we do our Digital Leaders Summit um, every year, which is another good one for that development. Students and that's in partnership together. with uh, Kids Matter and District 203? And District 203, yes. And we um, we did it last year. We're doing it again this year, October 15th and 16th, which is digi- the World Digital Citizenship Week. Um, and the students come and they engage with um, Google's Be Internet Awesome, Common um, Sense, and they do some lessons. And then they develop a plan of action that they take back to their school and implement. Um, so I think continuing to build on some of those resources and the stuff that we're doing. Um, but I think a big piece is the reflection and giving time for teachers to implement, to try things, to come back to the table, discuss how it went, um, and to know that this is a, a process that's going to continually develop, that um, we're not expecting the first you know, pilot or the first group to kind of do it and know that it's going to be perfect, but to give time to come back and reflect, I think is important. And it's going to be important because the technical tools or the digital tools that students are going to have are going to be ever changing. So it's going to be important to to know that. And I also think it's important that we help um, our parents. And so maybe some uh, parent groups, uh, talking with some PTAs, the IPPC and things like that in order to help uh, equip them with the skills that they're going to need to have the conversations with their students as well. Yeah, we've batted around some fun ideas for that. I'm excited to to start to put together some toolkits for families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know we've done some some parent education nights, mm-hmm. kind of like a Q&A. Um, some of the tech teams have done where they've hosted the parents to come in and done what life looks like in a student with the Chromebook. I think a big goal of this team is just to bring awareness of what we're doing and what these things mean and what our goal is. Just as we did with the Castle Competencies, we really took some time to invest in uh, adults being aware of what they mean and what that looks like um, for kids. I think we'll do the same thing with this team. So really what teachers will see coming forward is just some information um, and some awareness of uh, what what we're looking for for our kids. And I know a lot of teachers um, are looking for that and they, you know, they want to think about how can they continuously grow and bring this conversation into their classrooms. And so just being able to equip them with information or even just language to use. Here's some common um, verbiage that we can start from when they're little all the way till then when they graduate, right? That we're being consistent. And then from there, building it, okay, now we've got common language, here's actually some resources or some questions or some things that we can incorporate um, and just know that that's going to continuously grow. Yeah, this is going to be a process. Um, So I'd like to thank both Molly and Kristen for your time today. Do you have any final thoughts for us? No, I'm just really, really excited about this work. It's work that is near and dear to my heart and um, it's it's exciting to see all of us coming on board around it together. I think it's going to be amazing. Well, Kristen's being very humble because she actually wrote a book on this topic uh, about uh, digital citizenship. So um, uh, we do appreciate her leadership in helping us work through this process. Um, And I would just agree. I think being able to give an opportunity to empower each other and others um, to become better digital citizens and just realizing that we're really all in this together, that it's a community, that students, teachers, parents, school leaders, we're all kind of learning and adapting um, just because we are wanting to be better versions of ourselves for each other and to try to make 
that better difference for the world as well, right? Using it a platform for good. So um, I'd also like to give special thanks to Janet Bulio and Clayton Urbanic for making this podcast happen. If we've sparked some thoughts in your head or you have some questions and you want more information, please feel free to email at support at IPSD.org and someone from our team will reach out to you. Uh, give a special plug to Kristen's book. You can get it on Amazon um, <laughs> on digital citizenship. Um, and we'd like to thank you all for your time. And we hope you enjoyed being a part of this conversation. <laughs>